You see these 20 guys here with me? They'll run a train on you and I'll still make sure I get my urine test off you. They would never run a train on you. How do you know? Were you there in the two by four cell? The guy next to me was rubbing his own on this on his walls talking to himself. Oh no, but homosexuality is not allowed in Dubai. They wanted to make an example out of me. I truly believe that it was alhamdulillah through Allah and reading Quran and getting my faith together that's what got me out. Hand-to-hand -hand transaction is an automatic 25 to life in Dubai. Men need to go through trauma. A man cannot be a man without trauma. Definitely a part two is on the horizon, Mikey. show the world's fastest growing show and opposite me today we've got the first ever part two z welcome to the show thank you for having me back pleasure so everyone knows you you've done life well death row in dubai and we've had loads of comments loads of people want to know what you ate what it was like and what the afterlife after death row in dubai was really like so talk to us well in a nutshell basically as you know Death row, from death row, 25 to life, 25 to life, nine years, did four years. I was at the wrong place at the wrong time, basically. I was young, reckless, did my time for, but, you know, was slapped with charges that were exaggerated, made an example out of a lot of people in uh, hating, saying, oh, don't play with fire if you're not gonna get burned. I'm here today to teach your dumbass what to do and what not to do when you're in Dubai, so you don't go through what I went through. A lot of people in the comments are like, oh, he deserves what he got. I never said I was a Pablo Escobar doing it <laughs> large. Do you know what I mean? I was a young kid, reckless, wrong time, wrong place. And I, they made an example out of me. Simple. I went through it. Trauma makes a man. So look, I, I got to throw it in there straight away. What was the food like? For four years straight, it was every day rice which was the worst kind of rice that you can picture that was possibly bought so basically the government used to invest 80 dirhams per head to feed us okay what's that in pounds about 15 pounds 15 pounds per person yeah that's not bad they used to use eight dirhams out of that two pounds eight dirhams yeah okay so which is two pounds so they pocketed the rest so we were getting the cheapest possible low-grade food so on the on the on a Sunday, we'd have some form of beef, but it wasn't beef, we, some animal of some sort, yeah. in some slop rice. Every day, it was a different slop with rice. So everyday rice, basically. Everyday rice, everyday rice. My stomach till today, bro, is suffering <laughs> from what, the food. It's abnormal. Some people in there who like who had connections or like you know friends or coppers would get like meals from the outside. It was all about you know who you know, what you know. Some people were living it large. Some people were getting the normal jail food. So we had loads of comments say, well, what did you expect? You've gone to Dubai. You know, it's a Muslim country. Yeah. You've got drugs. What did you expect? You deserve it. Let me tell what, what let me you say think? one thing. It's nothing to do with religion. For those who are saying, oh, you went to an Islamic country. There's a lot of comments about, oh, they would never, they would never run a train on you. How do you know? Were you there in the two by four cell? The guy next to me was rubbing his own shit on, this, on his walls, talking to himself, having a two-way conversation. For four years, I was in and out of solitary. So let these people who are in the comments come and say that to my face or go through what I went through and then keep a sane mind. A lot of people ask me, Z, how do you stay sane 
going in and out of a two by four solitary cell when the guy next to you is rubbing his own shit, shit on the walls, talking to himself. To be honest, it's make believe. You have to lie to yourself. I was lying to myself, telling myself, you've been through worse, it's all right. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't, but I was a 19 year old internally, not freaking, freaking out in a way, but had, you have to adapt. And that's when I learned as a human, God has created you to adapt to whatever situation you're in. What's going on guys? If you're watching this on YouTube, make sure you scroll down. We're now live on Spotify so you can watch us while you're driving, listen to us, listen to us while you're in the gym. Pretty much just listen to us anywhere. And make sure you give us a five-star review on Spotify. Thank you. So one thing I want to say to all the viewers, if you're watching this and you're thinking, what in the fucking world did Z go prison for? In Dubai, he was on death row. If you haven't watched the first episode, hit somewhere. There'll be a link or something popping up somewhere right now telling you to go and watch the first episode. Go and watch that. Before you carry this on, go and watch that. And while you're looking at that, hit like, because likes really help the video. And subscribe. Yeah, also subscribe, but hit like. We're nearly at 20,000 subscribers, let's go. Um, and just to clarify, it was over, they found 0.003. Yeah, because I think, I think we put 0 0.03. Yeah. It was 0 0.003. It was an empty bag with traces, basically. Yeah. And that's what they made a case based on. I got slapped with charges that were over-exaggerated, tortured from A to Z. Like we said in part one, like I explained, Strip naked, st cold water in the middle of the night, threatened with electricity, anything. Someone, f someone said something funny. Uh, they're like, nah, this guy's lying. When they take a piss test, it's in a laboratory with nurses and doctors. What are you talking about? Are you going to a private clinic? Yeah. Well, and he's like, I did two years and it was lovely. Go do another two years then if you enjoyed it so much. Yeah, no, I, it, hear you, you know I, I hear you. You enjoyed it that much, you better you go back. You enjoyed it that much. Go back and do another two years in the laboratory with your nurses and your doctors. No, and loads of people who have watched part one because it got 70,000 views. It's done very, very well. It, I think it's the first ever podcast on YouTube that has given people a real dive into what Dubai is really is like. Really, really like. Because there were so many people, they look at Dubai and they see it as a fantasy world. They see mm -hmm. it as a dream come true for people. Mm -hmm. You went and experienced Dubai to a place you'll never want to go back to again. Oh, and uh, yeah, you can't. We know that. But what is some things that you've learned? And of course, there's, they say trauma makes a person, like you said. Absolutely. And what do you really think you've learned from doing them four years in a Dubai prison cell? To be honest, the most important thing and the one thing that I've learned and that I carry with me till today is... Hope, I used to see hope as like hope in life generally. I used to see it as a roller coaster. So sometimes you're hopeful, sometimes you're not. Yeah. After what I went through, you have to stay hopeful. You have to have that make-believe mentality that, no, it will happen. To, and you have to be true to yourself and to God. I mean, like I said in part one, through reading, I truly believe that it was alhamdulillah through Allah and reading Quran and getting my faith together that's what got me out. Forget all the politics and the and the laws and all that. It was through my faith. So to be honest, it's my faith. And embracing the trauma. Stress can either motivate you and discipline you or it can destroy you. So for four years, thinking, not knowing, when am I going to go out? When am I going to go out? If I am not, am I not? You have to have a constant hope. 
you have to have a constant, as they say, which means you have to have the best intentions towards Allah. And you know that he's going to reflect it back on you. I guarantee you, I did something in there that I truly believe is the reason that I came out. All right, hold on to that because there's viewer retention. We need the viewers to hear that in a bit. I don't want anyone to go who's watching this. Hold on if you want to hear what he's talking about. Z, I want you to explain to the viewers your first week in prison, mm -hmm. your last week, mm -hmm. and now life after prison. Take your time. I know it's hard to think back, but actually run me through what it was really like when you walked in there and you thought, fuck, I'm going to spend the rest of my life in here. I'm dying. Because that, that is what you was. You was yeah. death row. Meaning you're going to die in there. Well, I still, the smell walking in, I, it's the smell of the wing, I, still, I remember it. Like, take me through the whole, the mental thought process of actually so, deepening life. What's going on, guys? This video is being brought to you by Maurice Andrew Solicitors. As you're all aware, we've done a season two all about crime. If you watch that all and you're in any situation like that and need help getting out of the situation, reach out to Maurice Andrew Solicitors and see if it's something they can help you with. Remember, there's a defense for every offense. As soon as you get there, first week, first week they take you to solitary to make sure that you haven't swallowed or ingested any drugs. They come every few hours, make you squat naked, make sure that you're not carrying anything and so forth for three days. Yeah. After that, they take you into induction and take you down the wing. First week, you go in after the uh, three-day coffin session. Coffin session of uh, squat, uh, squatting every two minutes. Uh, you're taken into the induction wing and you're taken straight to the death row and 25 to life. You're taken straight to the death row and 25 to life wing, which is like they call the dead wings. Dark, miserable, everyone's lost hope in life. Yeah, of course. Uh, first week you go in, you're basically like fresh meat. Yeah. So everyone's coming, asking questions, trying to see. Luckily, because I speak Arabic, I managed to, you know, yeah, swindle your way yeah, through talk to a few people through, you know found a place it took i was sleeping on the floor for the first three months i didn't i did not i didn't have a mattress for about three months so it was one duvet on the floor in the middle of the corridor in the wing no one will give you a, a bunk after three months finally get a bunk during that first week there's something called the lice induction lice lice okay Everyone gets lice. Oh, really? You gotta have it. That's like as soon as you go in the first week, they all laugh and they tell you, "Yeah, your turn's next." I'm like, "What?" Two days in, you start itching because they give you the duvet. They give you. They don't tell you that it's been used by twenty thousand other yeah. guys before you. God knows all bodily fluids on there. You don't want to know, mate. So you're all covering yourself in that. A couple of days in, you start itching. Three days, you got lice. They send you over to the clinic and they. They cover your whole body with this like white thick cream. You can't shower for three days. It's a horrible experience, mate. And yeah. It burns your skin. It gets rid of the lice. You go through that. That's first week one. Get that out the way. You go through four years of tormentation. And how bad really was it? Because you've told me shit. And it's stuff that you can't dream of ever happening. But how bad really was being in... But a lot... If I've seen people that owed someone owed someone a pot noodle and because you didn't pay it back in time, you got raped in the toilet. Oh wow. 
And a lot of people think, oh, that don't happen in a Muslim country. Because exactly. that's a lot of the comments we've had. A lot had. of comments, oh, no, but homosexuality is not allowed in Dubai. How do you know? Homosexuality is... Um, is no, the UAE never said that homosexuals are not allowed. A biggest example, Qatar World Cup. Mm-hmm. They said, you're more than welcome to come. It's just display public display of affection. So all these comments, people saying, oh, no, there's no homosexuality. You haven't been through a narcotics uh, detention center in the UAE. That's all I have to say to them. And they do, and, 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 and for anyone that thinks that the laws there apply to Islam or Sharia law, it's nothing to do with that. Nothing to do. It's, based, it's all based upon what they want. Nothing to do with Islam, nothing to do with culture. It's about what they feel like, what they fancy, and what they want to do with you. So I recently had someone else on the podcast. Mm. Not sure if you saw J Dot. He went to prison yeah. in Abu Dhabi. Yeah. And he said they shaved his head off. Yeah. Was that the same in Dubai? Why do you think my hair? Why do you think I've grown? I have not touched my hair since the day I've come out. Oh, they shaved your head off. Every week they'll come grab you. And whether you like it or not, shave your head off. And I promised myself when I was in I'll there. I never cut my hair. I'm not cutting. What? And why do they? Well, why do they do that? Then? Uh, it's a de- first of all, it's a form of control and degrading. Yeah. Um, and also because they want everyone to be uniform, they want everyone to be the same, and to make you feel like we We're control, in control you. You're all the same. It's it's herd mentality, herd cow mentality. You eat at the same time, you sleep at the same time, and that's what I'm gonna get to for life after, in a minute. Yeah. Yeah. So for four years, being told when to eat, when to drink, when to sleep, shaved your head off when you're told to shave your head off, like four years of that. And then suddenly, last my last week when I'm told I'm going to leave, it doesn't sink in. They called my name, I gathered my stuff, and they take you to the deportation center. Yeah. Stayed there for a couple, they tried to long it, they tried to make it, they tried to keep me there as long they started making up excuses. Oh, your ticket's not ready. Or this, or that. I had to call the embassy. Anyway, I got my ticket sorted out. Two, three days in that place. Terrible, disgusting. And then they take you, they handcuff you. They take you to the airport. And they take you to this, basically like prison. There's a special entrance in Dubai airport for yeah. prison. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A, we've got our own little... <laughs> we've got our own your little own terminal. Secret, <laughs> secret bypass. <laughs> VIP entrance. VIP with handcuffs. So we go in there. That was the first time I saw my mum like face to face. And what airplane do you go on to go home? So it's funny you say that. Uh, I took The only option I had to come back home to the UK was a Singapore flight. Okay. So... It was, it, was, it was a direct from, yeah, direct from Dubai to London on Singapore Airways. And I'll never forget this. Planes on the runway and I'm still tripping, thinking. I'm not going. Yeah, something's, they're going to call my name and say, get off the flight. Like, bro, PTSD is an understatement. And I don't like to label myself. We'll get to that in this minute. But I don't like to label all this OCD, PCD, PTSD. But anyway, I was thinking, I want these tires to lift off yeah i want to be in the air get as me the fuck as, out of it not even in the air i want to leave the airspace of the uh <laughs> so we left plane plane takes off i slightly relax i fall asleep yeah i fall asleep for a bit on the flight i wake up thinking i'm still in jail bro <laughs> i'm panicking <laughs> i'm like where's where are we anyways we get to the uk <laughs> land and bro from the second i land 
I thought for four years, every day, I'm thinking, out, out, out. I want, I want to out. I want out. Thinking that when I come out, that's it. It's like you're gonna press play and continue life again. It's not. It's not at all. Especially when you went when when they strip you of your human rights and your dignity and everything for four mm -hmm. years. You come out. It's a slap in the face. I was shocked to come back from easy life in Dubai to then four years of being fed like a herd mentality and told when to sleep and then suddenly I'm back here real life what am you know with nothing I had to I start I had, I had nothing started from the ground up bro like I had to I had first of all it took me a year to recalibrate my my mental health I'm not gonna lie like I'd be lying if I said I came out 10 out of 10 yeah of course you're human it, it took time it took time and that's the reason why actually I think we're doing this part two is because from from part one a lot of people reached out like loads messaging me saying we've been in similar situations in in Dubai or other Qatar other Gulf yeah. countries where they have similar rules and laws and you know we when we saw your episode on the blue tick part one we could relate to it and we felt like you know, someone spoke on our behalf kind of thing. Like, because a lot of pe these people are scared to have these conversations or are shy or don't want to, I, you know, for me. But you're doing it to educate younger people as exactly. well. Because I've, I've seen the most commented comment on there is, oh my God, I'm so glad I watched this. And you even said to me, someone come over and said, go on, tell the story. Well, I was in fact, so on the way back from my trip from Bosnia, yeah. I was in Paddington Station to catch the train. And this couple come up to me and he just fist bumps me. I had my headphones in, so I had my headphones in. I was like, you all right? He's like, yeah, big fan of you, your show, uh, of your episode and the Blue Tick show. Is Mikey here with you? <laughs> I, was like, <laughs> I was like, no, I just came back from the airport. Yeah. He's like, oh, well, send my regards, big fans. And he's like, because of you, we actually double checked out. We were flying to Dubai two days before we saw your episode. And he's like, because of you, we found the an empty bag of cat in our suit in one of the coats yeah. or something. He's like, literally, he's like, because of you, we were extra cautious and we, we took it out. He's like, thank you. I was like, even just that, us speaking on this podcast and giving the viewers something to know, mm -hmm. I could imagine this had 70,000 views, yeah? It's had over 10 million clicks on TikTok, yeah? Across yeah, all yeah, our platforms. Yeah. I think on Instagram, like, that's on one of the reels, 200,000. Yeah, one of so them. there's been millions of people who have watched you talk about your time in Dubai prison. That I can guarantee has helped loads of people 100. who have just thought, even my boy, my boy went to Dubai yesterday and he goes, bro, he goes, fuck that, bro. He goes, I checked my bag 10 times. He goes, I ain't getting nicked. Well, they swab yeah, everything. Because beforehand, my friend, yeah, he went and bought a whole new bag yeah, because yeah. he thought, oh, you know what? I do like, he does a little bit of drugs here and there and he thought, you know what? Trace, fuck, yeah, fuck that, man. He goes, ain't worth it. Well, like someone, someone was in Amsterdam and they, they stopped him because there was something stuck on the bottom of his shoe, like a residue of weed or something. And he, he got done for that in it's, Dubai airport. It, it was is. just on the bottom of his shoes. Mental. And how, how do you feel about if, I know you're banned from Dubai now. For the people who haven't watched part one, Z's now permanently banned from the UAE completely, no? You're allowed Saudi though, no? Yeah, I can go to other Gulf countries, but not the UAE. Not the UAE. So, if Dubai said, you know what, you're allowed back in, would you go? Just for a few days. You actually would? Just for a couple of days. Just for a couple of days. Literally, two, three days. 
Do you know what one thing I love about the show, yeah? And this is a little bit off topic now, but one thing I love about the show is I didn't know Z from fucking Tom. Didn't know who he was. Reached out to me on Insta. You reached out to me, right? Yeah. Reached out to me, told me a story. I was like, come down. I speak to Z every single week. Through and through, every single week, we speak. We catch up. What's going on? Oh, how's this? How's that? How's this? How's that? And it's mad how people just from meeting you. I met you once, and then you popped in to say hi once. But we've built a friendship now. That's another friend there. That's another another connection I have. Exactly. Network. Yeah, and I'm always gonna remember. I'm going to Dubai in May for two weeks. Yeah. Call me before. Yeah. Let me let me do your packing for you. No way. No, you ain't coming near me. I'm, t- I'm making sure I buy all new clothes. <laughs> Everything's fresh. But it's fucked. One wrong move. You made one mistake. And yeah. one, one tiny mistake that at the, at the wrong place, at the wrong time, with something so pathetic, and then to get charged with, if you didn't watch part one, like import-export, trading, dealing, uh, intent to supply, all out of 0.003, when my case partner had physically on him almost a quarter kilo of crystal meth and he'd done a couple of months. And do you know what the craziest thing is? Yeah? Where's the fairness? How long ago did you get released? What year was it? Uh, tw- 2018. 2018, Beginning yeah. of 2018. So what's that? Five years ago? Yeah. Um, five years ago you got released. I don't care what you say. Mm-hmm. I don't give a fuck how much of a strong mind you are. There are days where it must haunt you. You must be laying in bed thinking, fuck me. PTSD is a real thing. Like, I don't care how strong of a mind you've got. You can sit here in front of me and say, no, 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 no. <laughs> Bullshit. I'll tell you something, Mikey. There's Even, not one on. day that I don't think about it. I could, I could look at any something and it would remind, remind me you. and trigger. At the beginning, the first two years, I was a mess. I'm not going to lie to you or the viewers. I was a mess and I start because I didn't know where I was going what I was doing it, it till today it haunts but the, for the first two years I'd get nightmares thinking I'm still there yeah waking up and truly thinking I'm still there and then like oh no I'm at home it's all good like two years straight of that even sometimes these days but after the first two years I said nah enough is enough these, when I got out, when I got out, the doctors diagnosed me with PTSD, OCD, this uh, severe anxiety disorder. I don't, I don't like labeling myself with all this. I fully believe in mental health and I understand people go through it. I've, I used to have a bit of OCD before prison, mm-hmm. but in prison, and anyone that's been to prison will tell you, the OCD goes zero to 100. That it's, just a, it's just a thing. Like yeah. Everything has to be in order. And then I realized one day, I thought to myself, Ah, oh, fuck all this. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not gonna let that one thing define exactly, my whole future. Define me exactly. I thought about. It. I said, kids in Africa have to walk miles from like village to village to get water, right? Do you think that if he's got he's got OCD, he's gonna say, oh no, I need to redo that step. I'm gonna go back ten miles again and redo mm-hmm. it because my OCD didn't like it. Nah. So I said, if these people are living normal, then no. And the biggest example of that is when I was in Bosnia last week, mm-hmm. I sat with people and families and where they've got 50 caliber bullet holes in their homes. Yeah, you said this. I saw it on your story. I was watching it. I Bro, thought, fuck. They live in happy... Not, I, not one person is on antidepressants. Not one person is taking mental health medication. They're all living good, thriving, 
stronger, if anything, stronger. And these people saw genocide. Do you know what I mean? Bullet holes in their houses till today. And over here, what do doctors do? Pump you with pills, 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 pills. They want you weak. They like, for example, in, in the Sharjah prison where I was. Mm -hmm. If I got caught doing push-ups, I was sent to solitary. Fuck off. Yeah. I was, I was so there was no, no gym in there? No, you're not allowed. We used to smile. We used to break the broomsticks, fill water bottles and tie them. And like that was our bench press. And if we get caught with that, we're fucked. Really? Yeah. I, I was wow. sent, I, like, I, push-ups, caught, sent to solitary. Boom. So they wanted you to be as weak as possible. They want you weak and they just want to feed you this food, crappy food. And then I came back here and then the system here is pump everyone with pills and antidepressants and slow them down then i came to a realization that do you know what i'm not labeling myself with nothing depression is a feeling it's an emotion mm -hmm. i understand that the people that suffer from mental health depression and but for me depression is a feeling it's a state of mind and if you if you can control your emotions you can control your actions because i'm not a lot of people i used to guilty myself i used to react based on the first emotion that comes out yeah can't you can't people like like i said people ask me how did you stay sane doing that while people were rubbing shit on the walls next door it's by controlling your emotions and I, you, I you said earlier on there was one thing you done that helped you get through prison talk to us this thing and i guarantee anyone who's got a problem right now if you're a muslim mm -hmm. and you've got an issue a serious issue i guarantee you DM me and I'll give you whatever you want if your problem isn't solved. Surah Al-Baqarah, the second surah after the Fatiha. Yeah. It's about 48 pages. It's a bit long. Yeah. It takes about 45 minutes to read. But if you read that surah every day for 40 days, I promise you whatever's going on in your life will get fixed. That's what happened to me. There's... People underestimate the Quran, bro. People underestimate the Quran and what, what, how we can take advantage and how powerful and how like inspirational the Quran is and how it can change things. That was because if you think about it, that was the Prophet Muhammad's gift. That was his. That was his miracle. Every prophet had a miracle, and mm -hmm. that was his special the Quran. Till today, one thousand four hundred years untouched, the same. People underestimate the power of the Quran. I'm not saying I'm some religious scholar. I bet now yeah. they'll start slaughtering me. To, uh, you don't know what you're talking uh, about. You're, you're, you're mufti now. and uh, Allow that. I'm a regular guy. I sin. I do good and I sin. But the Quran has... Un we underestimate the power of the Quran. Try and read one page a day at least. But like yeah. I said, if you read Surah Al-Baqarah for 40 days, whatever your problem is, will be solved and if not dm me i'll give you whatever you want you've been out now five years yeah what is life truly like being out of dubai prison and being a free man and not having that to look over your shoulder alhamdulillah now i've reached the stage a point where i i laugh like i look at it and i laugh about it do you know it's one of them things like oh i think about it every day but i laugh about it in a positive way i flipped it to a positive bro i've turned i've turned that trauma uh, men need to go through trauma a man cannot be a man without trauma if you haven't been through trauma you're yeah. not a man i'm sorry like regardless what it is 
uh, being out now for five years, two two years recalibration. Um, I'm not gonna lie, fell into a bit of a hedonistic hole again when I came back. You know, because I didn't know what I was doing. What I was from. What like, was your family like throughout this situation? Were they supportive? Were they extremely supportive? Extremely supportive. But because, like I said, because my family's all over global, we're all over the place. So we're not together. So I missed that family aspect. And I'm not going to lie. Biggest mistake, I think, from my opinion is when I got out, I should have straight away went to a fam family home. Did you not? No. You went by yourself? Yeah. And I, ha and I had nothing. Like, I started from z zero, bro. So how was you even paying for, like, rent? From zero, I had to grind, work. My family were helping me, but I, I didn't, I don't like asking my family. So I just had to start grafting, bro. Work at your nine to fives. I started doing everything and anything. Until alhamdulillah, like worked my way up. Eventually, I was working um, up to recently working at Gordon Ramsay. Yeah, yeah, you said, you said. Yeah, I mean, you know, worked my way, and then I thought, you know what, nine to five is there's a f there's something in me that wants more. You know, that fire, it's not cutting it for me. So, you know, I decided I want to do my own thing. Started uh, recently, partnered with uh, one of my friends. We're doing uh, designer branding, clothing, resale, etc. Getting the website started up. Also started Z Unlimited, a bit of motivation uh, for the reform, which we'll get to in a minute. Um, and then, yeah, after two years, that's when I started actually navigating and saying right no i need to do this i need to do that it's like clearing my head i got back to the basics you know and alhamdulillah ever since i've been on track you know building forward bro, building forward ever thought of going back to being a dj do you know what only you, reason i say that i saw a comment that said z go back to being dj it'll be a complete I I circle saw, i think i saw that comment so you're the third person that asked literally an hour ago someone else oh, asked yeah? me that yeah I don't know if I want to really because it, it, that I, I, that lifestyle, I'm over <laughs> it. I'm over that lifestyle. I'm over it. It's it's not my life. It's not my scene anymore, bro. Like recently, someone was like, "Come, let's go clubbing and that." Nah, even though I don't, I, I don't even drink. As you know, yeah, like, yeah. I don't even drink no more. It's 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 not my scene. It's not my scene. And like anyone that even associates like with these things, at distance because you are the sum of the five people you hang around with. And that's I agree, very, 100%. very... I said that to someone last night. How really? fucked is that? I sat down with someone, I was talking to her and I was explaining to her about friendship circles. Yeah. And I said, if you surround yourself with five millionaires, you're destined to be the sixth millionaire. 100%. You surround yourself with five crackheads, you're, you're destined to be the sixth crackhead. 100%. If you just surround yourself with five just good people, you're, you're going to be a good, good person. Good. And you know what's funny? That our religion says that. Yeah, Your yeah. friend pulls you to whatever he's into there's that famous man who says the quote show me your friends i'll show you your future exactly so i started realizing i need to start changing Surround my myself. circle and from there you know things start naturally organically just working out um so like i said starting starting my own uh, business now hopefully it kicks off and most importantly the the support that i got after part one which we did together was insane like a lot of people reached out not only like you know saying well done for speaking out this this etc but a lot of people also saying you know we've been through similar things but we don't have a voice you know females and males like there's even girls that were messaging saying we've been in similar situations 
as a female, it's affected us even differently. And, you know, so I thought, you know what? Let me start a little platform that's not a pod, like a podcast, like Harry, for example, you're doing yeah. like something a bit different. Mine's what? a show, yeah, not podcast. <laughs> I like to be a bit different, guys. Apologies. Show. Fastest growing show in the world. Fastest growing show in the world. Get that straight. Yeah. Do you hear that? Good. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, my mind's a bit on the move. Like, without Yours is like you're a motivational speaker. Yeah. I've seen it. I've saw some of your stuff. You're more of a... The moment, Motiva- mo- motivational speaker. I think that's the right, right thing. Yeah. yeah. I, d- I don't like to use the word... Uh, I hate that word. Influencer. Yeah. And you're not. You're a motivational speaker. That's what Pretty it is. You're, you're, yeah. you're a motivational speaker who's speaking on previous experiences. experiences. Exactly. And I intertwine what I've been through through what I see in today. Yeah. And I associate like today's um, society's problems to my experiences. And my opinion. At the end of the day, it's my opinion. Like... Things that, that what, what's going on in society here is absolutely fucked. Yeah. Right? Parents are losing custody to their children because they want to change genders and kids are going to their parents asking, I don't, I want to buy I'm not going to comment on that because I'll probably get mad hate. So, that, that you know. I don't I, fuck with that shit. I, I, I have a, so I, I see it how it is. Straight I, up, I don't fuck with that shit. I say it how it is. I believe there's two genders, and if I'm gonna get hate for it, honestly, hate me. Yeah. I believe there's two genders. There is a man Ma- male and, and there's, there's a woman. And that's there's, it. Yeah, that's it. There's nothing. You else. can't switch. You can't change. No. If you're born with a dick, you're, you're a man. A you're born with a pussy, you're, you're a woman. A woman. End of. That's End the last of. I want to hear of it. Do people drive it? Do you know that that there? You actually make me start ranting. It winds me yeah. the fuck up. It, What's wrong I, with you? I want to be a. To- I'm gonna identify as a toaster. I'm gonna identify as the fastest growing show in the world. Hit <laughs> but, but, do you know what I mean? It's it's, it's bullshit. It's like bullshit. on a serious level, I think the problem with our society is even down to when you were talking about mental health, society is making males lose their male masculinity. Yeah, we're men. We're meant to be the backbone. The way I say it, yeah, a plant has roots. The man is a root of the family. Exactly. If the roots start crying and looking weak, the whole the whole what's it called the whole flower dies everything the whole plantation a, a man goes should, down I know loads of women say men should cry men should they shouldn't no. a, ma- if you, a man should pr- cry if he wants to cry in alone, private I, by alone, himself yeah. no one should ever see that he yeah. should be the strength if, um, if your woman sees you cry you're, you're automatically broken. lost you're bro- yeah, you're broken. automatically you're lost broken. you're broken and you cannot cry in front of your woman and I, you I, deal I don't with your, ever hate I get for that you cannot. There's certain emotions that you cannot show because, uh, as you a become man, vulnerable. you have to be a leader. You become vulnerable, and if you're vulnerable, then who's who's control? Who's steering the ship? Who's yeah. who's who's flying this plane? Yeah. And it can't be. No offense. Uh, I'm not a misogynist, but it can't be her. Like I said, my my opinion is there's roots in the tree, and a man is a roots. If there's roots start dying, the whole oh, plant drop goes. I'm I'm a traditional I like I'm a traditional guy. I think you know I'm very traditional. <laughs> I I I like look it's a woman respects a man, loyalty and respect. Yeah, that's it, 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 those are the foundations. Man then provides none of this masculine toxic energy that now society says I don't care about all of that. Uh, yeah, toxic or you can call me toxic all you want. Toxic, but you're still main topic. That's my that's my motto. That's what I live by. I'm toxic, but I'm still main topic. Exactly. I love it. Do you know? And I thrive off all these, all the all the hate and and one of the reasons, by the way, 
that I decided to like do this platform, come on your uh, show, for example, and like do this BBC. Th- I can't talk a lot about it just yet, but there's a BBC project going on. Okay. Soon come. How did you get a? How did they reach out to you for that BBC thing? By the way, <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they saw this thing called the Blue Tick Show. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know, on a serious level, yeah. As much as I take credit that the platform has grown to a substantial substantial size, that's your story. I, I, as but much was, as, but on your platform, of course, hundred percent. I, I don't. I'm not sitting here. I take credit for that. I do. I turn around and say it was my platform that voiced it. Yeah. But at the end of the day, your story has now been picked up by the BBC. I think that's the UK's biggest channel. Must be. BBC Three. Yeah. The UK's it's, it's biggest the, yeah. channel in in the UK and. Your story is now going to be spoken about on the BBC. It's fucking amazing. Like, seriously, that's sick. I mean, I hope you dropped a little few blue tick lines in there, but obviously. 100%. Shout out to them, bro. (laughs) No, I just, I think even you sitting opposite me, if someone said this guy was in death row in Dubai for four years, I said, no, he weren't. I said, no way. That's one thing. A lot of people bump into me and say, when I tell them my story, they look at me and say, Looking at you first sight, we would have never thought that you are. Yeah. How, like, how are you still okay up here? I say, I'm not, but I am. When I was in there, after a year and a half in, when I realized I'm not going nowhere, a, f- a switch flicked. Like something, a light bulb, something flicked in me. And, it, and, it's, and it's been flicked ever since. My brain is constant. But back then it was, oh, it was, it was worry, thinking. But now I've turned the, all this overthinking and that switch to in a positive way to how can I make my life better? How can I make myself better? How can I improve myself? How can I make myself as a man hi- higher in status? Build, build, build. Because at the end of the day, a man needs to, is about his status. Let's be honest. Like You can be as good looking, you can be whatever, but... Go on, I'll let you finish. My, I get my, in too much trouble for interrupting guests. My, <laughs> Go on. Money does buy happiness in a way. Yeah, definitely does. And you need, and as a man, no woman is going to... I mean, a 19-year-old can put an Insta picture of herself, get one DM, and she'll be on the yacht. In Dubai, in living Dubai, it. Yeah, living it. The, the 35-year-old had to work his ass off to buy that yacht. Yeah. So you need, as a man, you need to build yourself from... Phys- from a physical point of view, from a mental point of view, from a financial point of view, and that's that's what needs to be the focus. And pe- men are getting distracted these days because the main priority is women. Yeah, I want to get a girl. Well, how do? No, bro, forget the girl for now. Forget. Work on yourself. Work on you. We we're truly forgetting like society is making you on purpose tr- weak and just chasing no effect. Like just just chasing pussy. And there's more to life than chasing pussy. I think as a man, and as a woman, all you have is your status. Exactly. The second you get called, in business, let's say you get called a, a thief, you're done. That's it. The second That's you've got your that title, you're finished. It, your reputation is your credibility. And the second you ruin that, it's very, very, very hard to change people's opinion on you. Like, from get-go, I think you're a lovely guy. If you turn around and stole from me tomorrow, I'm never going to trust you again. That's it. That's it. Yeah. No matter what, even if you give me the money back, it's the concept that you're in your head. You think, oh, he stole from me once. He he's he's a thief. Like exactly. And I think your status and your 
reputation is all you have. And I think nowadays in the society we live, no one gives a fuck anymore. No. You've got people doing whatever they can for money. Exactly. And not caring. That's why That's why one of the reasons I decided to do, the, to do this platform and be like start this motivational speaking because I thought people on OnlyFans are going, sh- taking, taking their tits out and doing all sorts. Why should I think twice about doing something positive or speaking mm-hmm. so, uh, to hell with it? People are selling pictures of their all sorts. So go all out with something positive, you know? What you I know mean? what it is? I look back sometimes and I think our generation is fucked. Like, I look at some men and women, I'm not just labelling women here, and I sit there and I think to myself, you got to be a dad one day. Like, or you got to be a mum one day. And you're out doing drugs in clubs, doing this, doing that. You're fucking sleeping with a hundred different people, men and women, both. Yeah, both good. When your son or daughter comes out, the the word spreads. The word days, spreads. Everything's you online. Got, literally, everything's up. It. It's all there. Once it's on social media, it's there forever. Definitely. It's there forever. Anything on the internet is there forever. You see it in the newspaper. Like the other yeah. day, I saw an article in the Sun. <laughs> Funny enough, mum and daughter tr- uh, d- uh, double team OnlyFans. So basically, they're both doing OnlyFans. Yeah, and her mum's fil- the mum's filming the daughter and vice versa, and they're proud about it. And what? have we reached what the the world has gone mad look i don't judge anyone who does anything to make money good luck to you do it but when you're when you're (laughs) getting your mum involved and it's you and your mum doing something together like that is it's it's fucked and uh, i ain't hitting subscribe 5.99 for that like uh, never did never will like i don't uh, you know everyone's free to do what they want at the end of the day i don't judge but i have my own personal opinions you know and that's just straight up fucked up. So Z, talk to us. You've been out five years. What's the plans? What's going on in your life plans, right now? Plans, talk to plans. us. Plans. So hopefully expand the uh, basically the business is called MK Sourced It. At the moment, we're just on online and Snapchat. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've done a deal with flannels. Oh really? Yeah, Sick. Yeah, we've done a deal like an exclusive deal with flannels. So we're getting a very high percentage discount of flannel uh, products, and we're becoming an official reseller. Mm-hmm. So give us a little advantage. We were selling basically below the retail price. Yeah. Um, I've also got the Z Unlimited platform, which hopefully growing slowly. Going to Egypt next week. Hopefully get some good content out there. Lots in the pipeline, bro. There's, I've, I've got my fingers in all the jars and the pies, and as they say. Well, listen, you've lost out on four years of your life. Yeah, you've got some catching up to do. Well, I am milking it if that's the word making up for it because i i, I promise you i'll tell you and I'm, when i was when i was in that solitary cell i remember saying to myself like freezing cold yeah telling myself i'm not gonna let this go for nothing like, I, I used to say it to myself every day where when they would come in hood me humiliate me make me walk into a wall headbutt a wall me, i used to say to myself this is not gonna go in vain like for nothing i'm gonna come out I'm going to flip this round. And here I am, bro. Well, from, look, from even down to you being able to sit here and voice your story is an achievement in itself. I say this to so many people who come on here who have been in prison, done this, done that, mm. done loads of things. The fact you can come here after you've gone through that trauma and sit opposite someone in, with cameras on you, lights on you, and tell a story shows how much you've grown. 
Exactly. I, 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 exactly. Two. I mean, a couple of years ago, I might have not been able to do this. Yeah. But, like I said, use the use the pain, use the trauma. Like, so I enjoy the pain now. I enjoy. I enjoy. I enjoy all the hate comments. I laugh at. Them. I thrive at. Them. I think you see. I never ever reply. I've yeah. never replied back to one comment. You, I, I see you replied. I see so you terrorizing people in the comments. <laughs> only on Instagram. Yeah, you're only, the every time I get a notification on the Blue Tick Show because I don't ever go on the Blue Tick Show. I have someone who looks at their account. I'm like, for fuck's sake, Z man! How many people are you gonna come in, comment <laughs> no, back to? Do you know to? what it is? Like at first, I was ignoring, ignoring, ignoring. Then it got to like two hundred thousand, <laughs> and then I. I you know, you get some idiots. See, so you've got notifications turned on. Mine are turned off, so I don't, I don't see it as much. Mine's off too. Oh, they're off, yeah. But whenever, <laughs> but whenever I hit, you know, the, when I yeah, go yeah. in that, it's da 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 da, and so you see some stupid, some comments. stupid. Oh no! Well, go through what I went through, and then come say it to my face. That's all you can say at the end of the day. You, you, you lived that life. You done it. And there were so many people who phoned me up, personal friends, like. Did he actually go to prison? I was like, "In fucking lying. There ain't news articles out there for fun. Go check the BBC. And like, <laughs> it's, it's crazy. And we recently saw it. I'm not sure if we spoke about it or if it happened with Kaz Crossley from Geordie Shaw. Yes. You saw that? Yeah. She got arrested. She's yeah. on bail. She got... She's on bail? I think she's on bail. Lucky her. I think, no, she's, not, she's out now. She's out. Oh, she's out. And I think, I think Dubai is slowly they, relaxing. Yeah. They are slowly relaxing because of the tourism and the investment yeah. and the business. Because they realized they can't start. They 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 finally understood Dubai only though, not Sharjah. Because yeah, I don't not Sharjah. Dubai is understood that if they have to accept the 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 norms and the culture of the West slightly. So if someone comes in with a few slightly, yes, yeah, slightly. Like after I left. They dropped the sentences <laughs> and uh, fancy that. Do you know what I mean? They started dropping the, they, instead of um, punishing foreigners, they deport them straight away. Mm -hmm. So back in my time, it wasn't like that, you know, like, uh, interviews here, no comment, no comment over there. No, no comment. You get a slap. You can't no comment your way through an interview. Do you know what I mean? Fucking now man. I think like they're s slowly starting to change things over there. It's like, you did this, no comment, <laughs> slap. My, um, my statement, I didn't even get to read it. I don't know what was on it. They made me sign a statement. Yeah, bro. They, I was beaten to sign a statement. I don't even know what's, what was written on it. That it goes to show. And then I found out later that apparently I'd signed a paper saying that, yeah, I import and I export and I, yeah. So they give you, it's for those that say, oh, you did the wrong and yeah. But there's also a judicial system that people have to follow and that hu the, the human rights do exist. So you can't just beat uh, someone up guilty uh, until proven innocent. It doesn't work like that. It doesn't yeah, work no, like it does. That. It, it's, but that is, everyone knows that about Dubai now. You go there and fuck up, you go prison. That's it. Simple. Like, it, it's, you follow our rules or you get the fuck out or we're going we're gonna to punish you. And, 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 people, and when people think Dubai... They think just Sheikh Zayed Road, because what they see, Atlantis Hotel, the Palm, White Beach, and like- Five, Five Palm. Five Palm, and a few, that's the- Nusret. <laughs> yeah, Nusret, go pay a thousand pounds for- yeah, I've done that. Uh, <laughs> mentor, mentor. I went out, when I was out there, I went to the bars there for two weeks with the boys. 
We went to Nuzrat twice. Each time we went, it was five hundred pound a head. Yeah, there you go. Five hundred, and it's pound. not even worth it to be honest. Five hundred. I remember, and I was sitting there like a dickhead. Do you feel like eating? Uh, eating the food. <laughs> Bill comes out. Yeah, pay it. <laughs> Come back to the UK because when I'm on holiday. I never look at what I'm spending. I'm on holiday. So you look when you come back. Come yes. back. I was like, I've done the exchange rate on my phone. I was like, what's I just, this? 500 pounds for steak. 500 fucking pounds. For what? Bro, for one person. Your steak is better. 100% standard. Come on. A million. Way forward. Honestly. Um, now look, Z. I want you to talk to the audience. There must be some shit you got to say. It's been a month. Or no, it's been longer. It's been about two months since we last filmed. Yeah. It took a month to come out. <laughs> And just you talk, say whatever you want. I'm going to let you this. At the end of the day, it's your time to speak. All the, what I have to say is, for anyone, for, for anyone that's young, 18, 19, be careful who you spend your time with. Invest in yourself. Don't invest. Some people are bills and some people are investments like in your life. And you have to invest in people that are investments not bills because they'll just a suck your energy suck your time so you have to you have, your brain is basically I, the way i see it now your brain is an operating system just like windows or mac okay. you, know, you decide you don't there's no need to have a thousand apps open and if you're going through a rough time you need to acknowledge and embrace whatever trauma it is because and 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 and, and use it to your advantage a lot of people like that reached out. So we're stuck. We're, we're stuck in a state of depression. We can't move on from what has happened or, you know, this, that. I tell them, I always tell them, I say, what are you going to do about it? What, forget, forget. Don't think about the problem is us humans, we're very short sighted and we overthink and we think. Ten, just think of the first step, your first move. During my time in jail, I played a lot of chess. Four yeah. years, a lot of chess, chess every day. So I like I take a chess approach in life, kind of thing. Like think two steps ahead, and have faith. Always have faith. Be true to God, and be true to yourself. Be the best man that you can be, and everything will follow suit. As long as you have the best intentions, everything. Like you see, for example, I what I went through it wasn't easy, but my intentions were were never to go and be some drug lord yeah yeah my intention i was a reckless young guy and got himself in the wrong place at the wrong time uh my intentions were never bad and alhamdulillah like i do not regret one minute of those four years one minute of all that torture and beating and all that i don't regret one minute of it because it made me who i am today but what i can emphasize and the thing is if, if you didn't get caught You'd probably be doing it at a larger scale now. Carry on being drug, being dragged into the underworld. God knows, it's it, it would have been worse. Yeah, and that's why I always say, see, everything happens for a reason. So embrace it. And stress, I have to stress is either a motivator or a killer, and you have to use it as a motivator. Like you just have to move on. You always think, what's the next step? What can I do right now? What can I do? When I was when I was in a cell with nothing with nothing around me, on the floor. I used to think to myself, what's the next step? Like I and I used to say, right, my next step is get out of this cell, and then when I go back to the wing, do, the, you ha there's always something to do. That's my message, basically. There's always something you can do. Don't sit there and embrace it. Like, 
Doctors still today call me. Uh, you've got an appointment for your PTSD, OCD. I don't show up. I don't go anymore. I don't. I don't take none of the medication no more. It's the power of your mind. We really, really underestimate the power of our minds. God gave us this brain for a reason, bro. And unfortunately, we've been anyone under the age of thirty is being brainwashed. Yeah, been brainwashed. Brainwashed. Too. Absolutely to think that we're mentally ill, all of us have all got depression, yeah, we're all suffering from X, Y, and Z. And there's absolutely, like I said, people are living in bomb shelters and they're happier than ever, no medication, no nothing. Uh, and those are the people that are supposed to have PTSD and all sorts. You know, you know what it is? People who are depressed, nine, I'd say most of the younger generation comes down to financial depression. Uh-huh. And I think what we should, what the government should do is start up a course that instead of giving them tablets and all this send them to a country where it's real real depression show them them this is this is the life they live they'll come back so grateful they'll forget every stress they've got instead we're throwing pills at them take this take that take these tablets take that fuck all of that you want you want to fix someone show them real depression show them real struggle and the worst thing is they'll go there and then people who are struggling have a smile on their face yeah and that's when you feel you feel you're going to be looking at yourself thinking am I a cunt <laughs> Literally, I'm sitting here worrying about how I'm going to buy my new car, for example. Literally, and that man's saying he ain't even got shoes to wear. He's not. He's not got. He, there was one man who go. He was complaining about shoes, and there was a next picture, and the man had no feet, and he goes, "You're lucky you have shoes." There you go. And okay, I'm not saying live your life thinking you're nothing and everything's like, well, yeah. But live your life having some sort of what's aspiration the word? for. Great, like gratefulness, gratefulness, gratitude, gratitude, and still hunger for more. Mm-hmm. Like, don't get it twisted when I say like stay hungry. It doesn't mean be ungrateful. No, be content. When, like for example, when I if, when I make money or so, whether it's like a business deal or jo- whatever, when I make money, right, money comes in the account. I look at it for two seconds. Yay, then I forget about it. It's, it's temporary not, happiness. It's not there it's anymore. Temporary. It's not there anymore. I put, What's next? Yeah. Well, but that's how you got to be. Yeah. And I think you're doing really well. I think you're doing really, really well. Try Hopefully it. the platform that you're building grows. Thank you. Listen, you've got the voice for it. You've got the experience for it. It's only up to you now. It's dedication. I'm don't be a, I'm don't be a lazy fucker and it will work. I've, I got, think, ins- well, I've got inspiration <laughs> like you, uh, I think, Mikey. I think, I'm, on, I think I'm showing you. I'm showing you. Every week, Sunday, 8 p.m. Okay. we're here. But is anything else you want to say? Stay safe, guys. Stay safe. It's a hard world out there. Stay safe. <laughs> it's a hard world. Stay safe. And you are the sum of the five people around you. Don't waste time with waste man. When you've got some time, you're sitting at home. Not you, people. Sitting at home. Sit back and actually look at your circle. Have a think. Actually look at your circle and think, hmm, okay, that friend there, cool. That friend there, cool. And actually deep the position they're in in their life. Is that going to benefit you? If it's not going to benefit you, get them out of your life. And that's not being selfish. No, no, not at all. No, it's, no, no. it's at the end of the day, it's your life. It's your life. It's your. You're going to have your own family soon. You're going to have your own kids soon. You're going to have your own exactly. bills to pay. Your own this. Even at any age, even if you're a young kid and you're sitting there thinking, "Look, I'm no motivational speaker. I don't give a fuck what you do. Like, if you don't want to go out there and party, go out and party, live your life. I don't care. I'm just speaking from my experience. Like, I'm not here trying to preach and be some good mo. Like, you man want to go out and. Sleep with a hundred different girls. Do your thing. I promise you I won't judge. 
But what I, w- <laughs> what I will say, strap up. What I will say is just think long term and stop thinking about tomorrow. Start yeah. thinking about in 10 years. I'll say one thing that I learned from being in solitary confinement for, for long is, <clears throat> and to all the viewers, and especially to the ones that, uh, you know, yeah, yeah. sit in your bedroom, leave your phone outside the room, and sit in your room, close the door, no TV, no distractions, just sit on your bed and look at the wall and don't don't start thinking about today or your day. Just let your, your thoughts med- let your thoughts roll, and see what for forty five minutes. Just forty five minutes. I'm not telling you days like how I was. Forty five minutes. Let your thoughts start with nothing. You'll see your organic conscience come out because we're constantly surrounded. Our consciousness is constantly surrounded by yeah yeah, yeah. All, all this. Leave the phone out, close the door, lock the door, and just look at the literally stare at the ceiling for a good 45 minutes. It makes a difference. During the day, not a night before you go to bed, no, during the day. And let the thoughts come out, and you'll see what comes out. Guys, you heard it. Do it. Let us know what you think in the comments. And for everyone watching, make sure you go follow Z. Follow Z Unlimited as well. And make sure you like, comment, and subscribe. And we'll see you again soon. Take care.